Welcome, readers, to Tam Reads. I am the Accidental Monster. This is Chapter 9 of Magitism, The Force of Magic, by Will Brawl. This chapter is titled Burning Flames. Zeez enters the building, waves a Vic, and approaches my room holding their ordinary objects with one exception. They also carry a flat disc with something warm on it. They struggle to open the door with their hands so full, but before I can get up and help, they manage to push the handle down with their knee. Initially, I'd written their lower limbs off as useful only for moving around, but they must have been used for more in their ancestry. Hello, Burning Flames. How have you been? They say, placing their disc covered in warm chunks on the table. I'm doing well enough, Zs. What have you brought me today? I ask, craning a few stalks over to get a closer look. These are eggs. They are for me. I got a late start. I hope you don't mind me eating as we begin. My gaze shifts back to Z's. Many of the stories in the books you gave me also feature eating. Do humans need to eat often? Two or three times a day. I take it Captinians don't eat. They pronounce the new word as Captinians. Apparently, the humans have used my description of our homeworld and how we approached Earth, as well as how long our trip was, to figure out what star we came from, and they already had a name for it. The humans are genuinely astonishing. We eat, just not very often. I'm starting to get hungry. We can go a month or two without a meal. Are any of the animals we found at the crash site food? We can bring you them. I clarify. Any of them that still glow are acceptable. If their cores were cracked and they have faded, then they are no good. So you need the radioactive materials in the core? We need the core's juices. I don't understand what radioactive means. I shrug my arms in a gesture I've seen the humans use when they aren't sure. Your cores produce energy through radiation. Little bits of the atoms in the cores break off and produce heat, Zeez says with confidence. Okay, so now we're getting to the, like, everyday sort of conversation. I mean, they're still learning things, but this sounds a little bit more like... Things have been going on for a while. They've been getting to know each other a little bit. And now they're kind of comfortable with each other. Uh, apparently the glow is the food, I guess. Um, is that is that what the glow bears are for? Are bears in their world for food? That's really interesting. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned now for Harold's health because if they're all radioactive doesn't that mean that him and his crew are in danger aren't they being exposed to massive amounts of radiation oh that's that's sounding really dangerous now meanwhile i'm i'm really interested to see what 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 happens when burning flames eats cuz like we kill our food and then we cook it before we eat it. But but they just need the core. So, hmm. I still have not wrapped my arms around Adams either, I confess. I know you are still a child, but I'm surprised you haven't been taught how your body works. After reading more of these books, I don't think child is the right word. We do go through a phase similar to your infant period, through early childhood, 
but probably what I am is more akin to a teenager or a young adult. The differentiation is like puberty. I don't think my people know how our cores work, and we believe the glow is our soul burning within the core. It sounds like the Captinians don't have science at all. That can't be true, can it? They ask with exasperation in their voice. I don't think we do, and I don't think we can, as you've described it. Our knowledge is much more like what is in these fairy tale books. You're telling me your spaceship flies on magic? They say with a giggle. Yes. We breed an animal from the wilds with a magical push-away ability over many thousands of cycles to be huge and immobile and to strengthen their pushing abilities. We trained them to be highly accurate. Initially, they were used for pushing back great beasts from the wilds when they got too close to the cities. We still use them for that. But we learned that we could use them to push flying creatures to greater speeds. The biggest innovation was when we discovered that we could breed ones that pull instead. Between the pushers and the pullers, we learned how to create trade networks between our cities. From there, it was easy to branch out into the star sea, or as you call it, space. I state with caution. The humans think magic isn't real, so I know it will be difficult to accept. You, your, your spaceship is pushed by animals from your home planet? Across the entirety of space? Yes, I didn't mention it before because it is confusing even to us, because being pushed very fast makes time slow down on the ship's gate. The trip is shorter for the people on the ship by about half, and I didn't know how to explain that part. But yes, the ship's gate was being pushed here from our home. The ship's gate could also push. It was supposed to do that against Earth to slow itself as it landed, but Earth is in a magical void, and the ship's gate fell to the ground instead. That's why we crashed. Something has stripped Earth of its magic. Zeez looks over at the monitoring window. No one is in there, but I've learned that the humans can't see through the glass. They turn back to me. What else can this magic do? Well, before we open that can of worms, I just want to say this is an interesting setup here. I don't know. I, apparently, they, they don't really call themselves the Captainians, but uh, I guess that's what we're calling them. I, I, it doesn't say anything about them having a name for their own people, so maybe they don't. I don't know. That seems a little weird, but we'll we'll carry on. Um, so so their their animal ship thing pushes through space faster than the speed of light. Is is that what I'm picking up? Because that that seems. That seems very unbelievable, but I don't know all of the things that exist in the universe, so I can't say that it's not possible, only that we don't know of anything that goes faster than the speed of light. I mean, unless it doesn't and I'm getting the wrong impression. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but it it's it sounds like the ship goes faster than the speed of light by half, if I'm reading it right. That seems really fast. <laughs> so yeah, what else can this magic do? <laughs> On our home planet, all of the animals are able to use magic. 
My own people can communicate over long distances using our slap talk. We can communicate when our auras touch, and our quasis are able to perform miraculous feats. Some can call lightning down from the sky. Some can manipulate the emotions of animals and other people. I ramble in excitement. My animal parts retain their magical properties after they die, and we can use them to weave artifacts of astonishing power. Poleaxes that can cut through diamond, wands that can project cones of fire at will, and even objects that can crush an enemy against the ground like a mallet from across this room. Most of the fantastical images in these children's books you gave me are realities on my planet. They look confused. Do you know where this magic emanates from? Or what parts of your body interact with it? Well, all of my people have auras, which are parts of our bodies made entirely out of magic. One of the quasi's savant once told me there is a whole additional realm parallel to ours where our auras are physical, but I don't understand what they meant. I pause in consideration. Savant, for example, is one of our greatest quasi's. They travel around demonstrating their skill for onlookers, but their real job is dealing with the largest of great beasts that sometimes threaten our cities. They are phenomenally powerful. I explain. The quasis are special and are able to train their bodies to perform magic like the animals have. Through long study, they reshape the crystals in the nodes at the base of their arms to produce new effects. However, I believe the magic is everywhere, and these crystals just allow controlling the magic. Quasi-crystals. Beg pardon? The crystals in the nodes aren't actually crystals. They are something called quasi-crystals. A crystal is when atoms are arranged in regular repeating patterns, and quasi-crystals are similar, but are non-repeating and irregular patterns. They can look like crystals, but internally they are very different. I see. I think we've come across the new name for the quasis, I say with a smile. Z smiles back, picking up on my body language. What's that? Quasis. That means we've got names for the weaver warriors, the leader layers, and now the quasis. They ask, what do you call what you are? I guess we can call us undifferentiated. Bit of a mouthful, they respond. Undiffs? That works. Which reminds me, why are you an undiff, Zs? They grimace. Now it is my turn to beg your pardon. What do you mean? Everyone else I know is either a man or a woman. I read of everyone I read about in these books is either a girl or a boy. From the moment they are born, everyone is either male or female. Why are you neither? I ask, afraid of what the answer might be. I don't think I'm ready to talk about that with you, Burning Flames. They pause. It's personal and difficult to explain. For now, though, just know that I'm happy being me. Oh, now things are getting heated up. Okay, so first off, the magic part is, it's fleshing out. I'm, I'm still not really sure what's going on with all the magic-y sh stuff, but there's, there's, there's definitely some magic going on here that uh, is going to be really interesting if they somehow unlock the ability to do this stuff on Earth. But then also, at the very end, I love how Burning Flames broached the subject, and I also love how Z's expertly dodged it, explaining that it's personal why they are non-binary. 
I'm I'm really ex- I'm really excited about hearing the the personal conversation if it does happen because I think people reading a book don't well they don't expect things to be too personal for them to come out in the book so while these people in real life I would be like okay I may never find out the answer in the book I'm like oh I get to be a part of this private experience at some point I I, I assume and it's really interesting how it comes out everybody's got their own different reasoning for being non-binary and and it's defining it is personal and that's exactly why I'm excited to know what Z's reason is uh, it seems like uh, Burning Flame's reason for being non-binary is physiological. So that's going to create a very interesting juxtaposition between the two of them. Because even though they're both non-binary, one of them has the physiological reason. And then the other one has, I assume, a, a social reason. It's... It, it could also be physiological, but a lot of the times it's something that's based on our society's really rigid roles for different genders. But maybe it is a, a physiological thing, and perhaps it's something that has shaped their entire being. I don't know. That's why I'm excited to find out. Now, maybe it's something that I just, you know, as a reader, we don't ever get to know, and that's. That's totally possible, too, but uh, I'm expecting them to get into it at some point. Maybe that's maybe that's wrong of me. I don't know. We'll find out. I hope to see you in the next chapter.